Hello and welcome to Secondhand Film Critics, your favorite source for mildly pretentious, semi-uneducated, and highly unqualified opinions on movies. I am Will Poulter covered in gold makeup, and I am here with... <laughs> um, I am whatever the random Pete Davidson cameo is in Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which I did not see. You saw the movie, but not the I cameo. I saw the movie, but I okay. did not see to the clarify. cameo. I have no idea where he was. Um, I have Googled it, and I cannot figure it out. It's he's it's a true cameo then, you know? People always say cameo like, oh, Channing Tatum has a great cameo in Bullet Train. And it's like, he's in Bullet Train for like five minutes. So that's not really a cameo. That's like, just like he's in the movie for five minutes. Um, anyway, yeah. lots to talk about today. The final lots. film in the Guardians of the Galaxy trilogy. Very exciting, a whole, you know? A whole galaxy of things to speak yes. of. Yes, in a galaxy far, far away. Um, but before we jump into that, let's get into our answers to last week's question of the week. Yeah. Um, which was, you know, we just were talking about stuff that we had watched previously up, uh, up to that point. Seems not a lot of people have listened to the episode. So, you know, if you haven't listened to it, mm. you can go listen to it, right? Yeah. That's my message. But for those of you who did, um, I mean, I think, and this is a question you can ask, answer, like, also, even if you didn't, just like, yeah. what uh, is your favorite movie so far that you've seen? I think we actually asked this around award season, but, you know, it's always good to update it. But I think we asked, like, what your favorite, like, re- like 2022 release was. Uh, okay. 20- yeah. I feel like it was more, like, it was more specific. Yeah. So I think, you know, third through the year, it's good to kind of get a, get a handle on what the people are saying so on instagram we have zach smith air was my favorite but then he said are you there god it's me margaret is the best so you know give the Uh, favorite and the best i have been wanting to go see that i gotta see it this week this is my this is the week i'm hoping that i can find an evening this week to go see it maybe after a soccer practice um because I've I really do want to see it, and I I wanted to see it before it came out, and then I've heard just like pretty much only good things about it. Uh, so yeah, I, I definitely want to catch it before it leaves theaters. I mean, I'm assuming it'll stay in for a few more weeks, but I, well, I really do want to make assume, a point to but, see it. I w- I'm assuming, but you know, you never know these days. You never know, which is why I, I think it's been successful though. But I I'll, I definitely will be seeing that one. Yeah. Um, speaking of ones that, uh, I've heard actually have gotten good reviews, uh, is Noah said Dungeons and Dragons, which I know, I know that I know I was ragging on that one a little bit, but people said it was pretty good. So I'll give it a chance probably when it's streaming. Yes. I did want to see that one and just haven't had the chance again, but it did look fun. Um, and I've heard, I know Houston liked it and stuff. So yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, it looks like a maybe fun throw it on watch let's see on spotify joe said a matter of life and death ah. which is a night i did look it up okay perfect. it is a 1946 film classic uh, so it's an old one but it's an oldie, it sounds good. But according to Joe, it is a goodie. What is it? Is it like a drama or? Yeah. So um, the the tagline is neither heaven nor earth could keep them apart. 
Ah, uh, yes, referring to Maddie Healy and Taylor Swift, obviously. <laughs> the description is when a young airman miraculously survives bailing out of his airplane without a parachute, he falls in love with an American radio operator, but the officials mm. in the other world realize their mistake and dispatch an angel to collect him. People in the like 1940s movies were obsessed with angels. Like yeah. there was a big I'm gonna angel add this one to my watch list. It obsession fun. going on. Also, 80s, like 40s, 80s. Maybe it's every 40 years. So technically, this decade should be another decade of angels. So keep on the lookout for some angel movies, I guess. Um, <laughs> on Instagram, Bryce said for a new movie, Scream Six, and for an old movie, In Brudges. So I like that too, kind of because it's. I think it's uh, interesting to. Talk about what maybe is your favorite release of the year, but also just your favorite thing that you've seen, no matter what the year. Mm. Speaking of favorite release of the year, this is also mine uh, so far, like 2023. Danny said, Infinity Pool rocked my world. Or, I mean, rocked, I guess, wow. could be a water pun. You know, like rocked the boat. Like, Infinity Ooh. Pool rocked my boat. Ah. Uh, rocked the socks off Danny icon. Yes. Uh, and then on Spotify, Alex said, besides Guardians of the Galaxy 3, the Banshees of Inishirin. The Gwitties of Inishirin. The Gwitties of Inishirin. <laughs> yes. Literally, Padwick is gwitting in Inishirin. <laughs> Literally, the donkey is eating the fingers. A fingal. A fingal. <laughs> <laughs> um, Laura said, the other two feels like a slept on show which i mean i've never heard of it so let's see a show it is a comedy series from 2019 what is it on hbo hbo i think wait no oh, premiered no. on comedy central and then i think now it's on hbo hbo picked it up no way who is in it i'm looking at it right now Ooh, a gay aspiring actor <gasps> oh my god i love gay people um <laughs> no way <laughs> no way Dude. Um, um yeah so the third season it looks like is premiering right now okay you know what maybe when i actually have time uh i'll watch it yeah i'm going i'm th i'm in the middle of a lot of shows right now but maybe if i'm looking for like it looks good. Like, and I, it's weird that I haven't heard anyone really talk about it. I think because right, right now is tough. There's a lot of shows going yeah, on right now. I mean, really, the only two sh shows I'm, I'm watching right now is Abbott and Succession. Well, didn't Abbott, Abbott Elementary finish, didn't it? Yes, season two? it did. Okay. But that's like, you know what I mean? Like, those are the, yeah, this yeah, yeah. spring, those are the only two shows I've like kept any track of. Well, Succession, obviously, I am trying to, I'm not going to be able to buy, the finale just because i take so long to do everything um but i've been watching barry because I, I i just feel like it was time um and then yellow jackets i've been watching too classic show i would say the second season of yellow jackets so far is not as good as the third but the last episode i don't know if anyone listening has seen the last episode of yellow jackets but it was a great episode and it gave me hope for the rest of the show the rest <laughs> of the season um it was just it was a it was it really brought it back to like the glory days um so yeah i am excited there's only nine episodes in the season though which is just such a weird number like pick eight or ten. Nine is just it just feels wrong um then lastly we have mike here 
kind of a callback because they had answered this one like this last time when they said, I like movies. We thought it was a joke, but apparently there is a movie and it was called I Like Movies. It was actually a movie, which we did not watch. And it does look like something we would like, actually. It does. Except it does have Percy Hines White in it. So. Any g- gay people in it? Um, it's a socially inept 17-year-old cinephile, so... Ah. I mean, any... I feel like indie movies have gay people in them. Yeah, probably. Most most of them, I would say. At least coded, you know? You gotta have someone in there. Um, yeah, okay. So, thank you all for writing in. We'll have another question at the end of this episode pertaining to whatever we decide to talk about, so we don't know right now until we actually talk about it. Um, let's get into it then. Guardians of the Galaxy 3, the Mm. third film in the Guardians of the Galaxy trilogy. That's usually what it means when they title it it the third one. Yes. The third one. Um, I was thinking, you know, reminiscing back on like the other two movies before with this, I saw this one. Um, and I like there are those two, but really it's like we we've had them in Infinity War in Endgame and then we had that guard I know you didn't like this but we technically like we had that Guardians Christmas special thing so like we've had mm. them for and a they lot were more than just in, those movies they were briefly in Love and Thunder how could I forget they were briefly in Love and Thunder yes yeah how could you forget that they were in Love and Thunder yeah when everyone when that was like the huge tease before and then it really only ended up being the first five minutes that was already in the trailer that was yeah. fun um and we and everyone thought going in like oh man this is gonna be great it's gonna be thor and the guardians of the galaxy and then it was just thor and they were like haha just kidding and then thor sucked yeah they were just kidding you have to wait a whole nother year for this movie um do you want to read the synopsis i have here i would love i would love to read it i will definitely read the synopsis right now um A couple years after the events of Avengers Endgame, Star-Lord, Mantis, Nebula, Drax, Groot, and Rocket have all taken up residence on a rebuilt nowhere. When the Guardians are attacked by one of the Sovereign, they are forced to embark on one last adventure to save not just the galaxy, but also one of their own. Wow. Wow. We've got some stuff going on here. You know, this has been a highly anticipated movie. Not just by everyone, but specifically by you know, us. us. By we us. We have been excited. We, believe it or not, we were excited for a Marvel movie. It was the first time in a long time, even more than like Spider-Man, I think felt different because it just felt like, sure. I don't know. I, don't, I feel like there was more of a buildup to Spider-Man and like this one was just, I was just pumped to go in. I was excited for a good time. I was expecting to to cry. You know, I was just ready to have a fun time at the movies and not. And I knew this one would not have as much baggage either of like the multiverse yes. overarching That's exactly story. What I was about to say is I feel like one of the main things or the main draws to this one is that it feels semi separate from the rest of the MCU just in context of phase five and everything else going on like it feels akin to original marvel stuff where it was like you kind of had to guess at how things connected with the rest of the universe whereas now it's like well this obviously is leading into this and this is leading into this it just kind of like i don't know it's more its own thing yeah and i think that's why all of them especially like the second and third 
Guardians films are some of my favorites in the MCU just because they do feel so like specific to themselves. Yeah. Not even the fact that they don't have their own baggage, but they also just feel like so unique and individual where I think a lot of the other movies have somewhat of their own identities, but they all have like kind of like a marvelish mm-hmm. MCU feeling like they never truly feel like their own movie. And I think I tend to the ones I end up gravitating towards. So we're like the first Black Panther, the these two and three Guardians. Those are the ones I feel like usually have the. I have the most fun with or I end up enjoying the most just because they they last better long term, you know, like I I, I sure. love a good and a good end game. But how many times can you watch like end game is not something you can really just watch by itself, you know, like it comes with a lot of other stuff. So I just think that these movies usually live better, like in my mind after I see them, even like the first Spider-Man, I think as a great example of just like I know Iron Man's in it, but it just feels like so much of its own thing. And that's why I was excited uh-huh. for this one. Because I knew that, I mean, this is James Gunn's last movie. So I knew he wasn't going to like be setting anything up for him. I mean, or at least yeah. setting anything up for like himself to finish it. Like I knew he wanted to kind of have some kind of right. conclusion. And we almost didn't get this movie. I forgot about that. Like remember when he was fired for like two weeks and then yeah when he got like canceled they, and then, they then they like uncanceled. Him. That was a wild two weeks on Twitter. I really like him a lot. I think that like when Thor Ragnarok came out, everyone was like, oh, Taika Waititi, best Marvel director ever. You liked him too. I mean, I'm not saying I feel like neither of us were innocent either. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying at all. That's not what I'm saying at all. I like Taika. I think that he's a good director. I just think that like James Gunn is super underrated as yes. like because Thor Ragnarok is not even that good. Yeah, not it's it's not a great movie, guys. I'm sorry. But like I feel like everything that James Gunn has done for superhero mm. movies actually feels like someone passionate about making a movie. Like yeah. an actual movie. A movie that's, that's a movie. A movie that feels um, like a movie, like a go-to-the-theater movie. I think even with his DC Universe movies, like, I feel like, I don't know, like, I can feel the craft there, and I think with this one specifically, like, it finally felt like there was less studio control over it than other movies. Yeah, I think... Because they knew it was his last one, and the second one did really well, and like obviously in that one they give him more control. So I think it was kind of cool to see him just obviously have a lot of creative control over not just the story, but the visuals, the jokes, the whole thing. Um, I agree. I think he's definitely the the director that you can see the most of his own personality in the movies even in like infinity war you can tell that he wrote the guardians of the galaxy scenes or like their dialogue because then they'll like go to a scene that's not them and it feels there it's very different not only the chemistry between the characters but just the way the dialogue is written he does have a great sense of how to do an ensemble movie which is not a Uh not always an easy thing to do but he seems to have a knack for that even though I wasn't a huge fan of Suicide Squad. I did think like it was he did a good job at least with the dynamic of the group. Like I thought that was the the best. Yeah, part he of excelled it. in all those same things. I just didn't like the like story and everything. Yeah, 
Yeah. And like the color grading, I remember was really boring, but, and I was worried it was going to be the same in this, but it wasn't. So I was very glad, but we'll it get was, to that. It was, yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, quickly, uh, box office corner doing pretty well so far. Um, it's predicted to make a uh, hundred, like around 116 domestically for the weekend as a comparison, Ant-Man three made 106. So that was also like another third movie you know that came out this year um wakanda forever was like the one before that and that made 181 um which is pretty expected because black panther was such a huge hit um so i think for this movie and also for like the supposed or a lot of people have been talking about superhero fatigue this is a pretty good opening weekend i saw i knew a lot of people that went to see it a lot of people were at the theater when i went um, so I think that this is going to do well, which is cool. We, I'm not sure if it's as much a sign of the MCU as more as it is just like people like the guardians. Like, I don't think it is a sign that people are excited about the MCU again, as much as they just are excited for like the third movie in a series that they've been watching since 2014, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure how telling it is. Of how, of, like, the, yeah. of the, how, like, the Marvels will do, you know? I don't know. I didn't love the trailer, to be honest. Did anyone watch... I, I did. But did any of the general public watch Miss Marvel? I did not. Um, But I plan on watching it before the movie comes out. It was a pretty um, good show. It was definitely one of the I better Disney Plus shows. I just was way too busy when it... Like, there was just... Yeah. It, I just well, was watching so many shows. Well, they also didn't market it at all. Like, I feel like... It's real. It's gonna be interesting. We we are not talking about Marvel like overall, but it's gonna be interesting to see how that movie does because it's the first time that the show, the Disney Plus shows, and the movies will really connect. You know, like the yes. first time that something they did in the shows will show up in the movies. I mean, they did it a little with Loki, but like this is the first time that it's like a care, like a like characters that are introduced like that, like main characters. Yeah. Well, and the stuff in it start in like watching the show will improve your n what you know about going when you watch the movie. Yeah, you said a little bit Loki with Kang, but I think like this is like a full like she's the yeah main that character. was like minimal, like very minimal. Yeah. Anyway, um, so theater experience I kind of touched on. There was a lot of people. Uh, I think I said this with Avatar, maybe it's like one other movie, but it's very rare that I have to drive more than a couple spaces when I go to the theater, but I had to drive, you know, like 15, 20 spaces down. So that's pretty cool. Um, and the crowd was into it. You know, they were laughing. It was a good, like they weren't over the top, which was, I was glad about. Cause I think like sometimes I don't want, I like them to be laughing. I just don't want it to be like annoying laughing and laughing loud at uh -huh. every joke and it was like a good it was a good crowd like they were laughing they were into it but they weren't like laughing that it was taking away from the experience i guess how was your theater time? um so i went to a 6 p.m on saturday wow same or 6 30 so we had pretty similar yeah kind of i went to one of the smaller theater like we there were a lot of show times and I chose the one, the, the 7 p.m. is in the big D. And uh, so, the big D, <laughs> yes. And so I think that was probably the more full showing. So that was why I went to the 6, because I knew it would be in one of the smaller like theaters in the building. I think there were more people when I saw Mario than there were this one. 
Mario overtaking the Guardians question mark. I mean, that makes sense. Mario's like literally one of the biggest. Yeah, and IP obviously in more the world. more kids can see Mario than. I don't know. For judging from some of these angry, angry articles, parents taking their kids to see Guardians three. I don't know. Some parents are not happy. I don't know. They're not happy oh, with Marvel. How dare they use dare the f word in a Marvel movie? How, how dare, dare it be they? Scary. What's funny is that like when they played the first teaser at D twenty three. And they had, like, Baby Rocket, and it was kind of like, oh, okay, everyone knows that this movie's focusing on Rocket's story more, or is more Rocket's background. So that was pretty general information. The trailer came out, and I don't, I know that I watched the trailer, like, it would have had to have played before movies I watched. I think we talked about it at one point. But for some reason, when I sat down for the movie and it started, I was like, I don't actually know what this is about same like i had no idea i couldn't remember any parts of the trailer except that image of baby rocket and so i was like i really don't know anything and so that kind of actually felt good yeah i was excited i was like i don't even know who the villain is like wow yeah like i think a lot of these other marvel movies especially like like going into quantumania like we knew so much about kang and like what the, how Kang is going to be in in the rest of the phase and like all this stuff you know what i mean or is he now or, or, is, or is he, he? <laughs> i just feel <laughs> i feel like i don't know like i this is one of the first times i've gone into a marvel movie in a while where i kind of was like i don't actually know where this is going or how this ta- like any of it yeah. and so i think that was kind of exciting for me um because it's it's that's a very rare experience. Um, I also did not watch the Dune two trailer when it came out. Ah, uh, they didn't play the Dune trailer and for I me. Waited, I was hoping they would. They, they didn't. did play it, and I was hoping, uh, and they did, and it was amazing to watch I it even, on I the big screen. I haven't watched it either. I'm waiting. Yeah, yeah, I waited. I I purposefully did not watch it and waited, and it was so worth the wait for sure. Wow, I'm so happy for you. I hope I get to see it soon. Imagine if I don't see it like in front of Guardians three, but I do see it in front of the like Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. That would, that would be, be so funny. That'd be pretty funny. Um, yeah, I agree. I had no, no, I knew nothing going in. Like, I think the the main conflict is the biggest thing. Like you said, I think we always know going in to the movies what the main conflict is a lot of the times, and that's such that's kind of like a weird thing to think about, but it's so normalized now. Mm-hmm. Um, with movies especially like mcu movies yeah and especially with trailers these days i feel like so much is revealed in trailers yeah but i think that's one thing where the three guardians movies have been all similar on is the the villains of all three don't really affect the other movies i think the most the the first guardians movie is the most mcu-ish movie and so that one sure it has some of that infinity stone stuff for sure but especially like the two second and third one are very much the the villains are like created or connected to the guardian story specifically yeah which i think is a big benefit yeah big plus so i was i I think i agree i was excited going in like i didn't i purposely also i didn't look up any of the music going in because that's also a big thing kind of like knowing what songs are going to come and so that was fun um i had a great time with this movie i mean we'll talk more about things in depth later but overall i i loved it i thought it was just one of the most fun and also um, emotionally investing 
Marvel movies since um, probably uh, the the regular comparison is since Endgame. Um, like the one people, I mean, some people might say Spider-Man, but I would even say there hasn't been, for me, this much emotional storytelling or emotional depth to the storytelling, maybe even since the last Guardians movie. Those two movies are, they seem the most interested in creating emotional depth with the conflict. You know, I think Endgame is emotional because Iron Man dies. Spoiler alert, Iron (laughs) Man dies. Whoops. (laughs) But it's not as much just because, like, the conflict of Endgame is sad. You know, it's more just like Thanos is a bad guy and he wants, like, to kill everyone. And it's sad that Iron Man has to die for it, but it's not, like, root. Sure. Iron Man dying, it's just not as rooted in the movie. I think the way that the conflict is also where the emotional aspects of the movie come in, I think, was really cool, too. And so I just Uh really, I just really had a great time. It was great to watch a Marvel movie, you know, that I felt like. It was not a slog to watch. And like we'll say, had some pretty great action sequences, really cool production design. Um, I was Mm -hmm. a big fan of this movie. Yeah, I thought it was really fun as well. Um, I cried a lot. um, Yes. If we're talking about emotional. um, Damn, it was a tough one. Capacity. Tough tough day. (laughs) Um, yes, I, I did think it was very interesting from the get go. Um, I think he does a lot of clever camera movement, which we've talked about plenty of times, so we don't need to just kill that fact. But I do think that his movies in general are, are some of the only ones in the MCU that do that, um, that have any camera movement at all even like the, the yeah way there the were some like moves. crash zooms t- in this movie i was like wow amazing y- yeah uh it, it was really cool i i also really appreciated the fight sequences yes could you tell what was going on that's your biggest thing that is my biggest thing with the mcu fight sequences is to be able to and they even did some close-up shots but the thing was they did this like speed ramping where they would slow it down and so to get like get the punch in which rocks for one which rocks two like you can actually it's rockets but you can actually see what's going on and i think that's one of the big the, the biggest things for me in these movies is is suffering through these especially like hand hand combat stuff like that i just think they suck at making making it interesting and i this movie did it for sure i mean i i thought that a lot of the sequences i think i think some of the sequences like i we talked about shang chi a lot with their hand-to-hand combat and i do think that they had good fighting but i think these were shot better than shang chi was i agree it's the the how the scene is shot more than the choreography yeah they were much more visually interesting uh which i think is is very impressive um in these type of movies uh like you said the color was pretty bright and punchy which is good uh because you're in space so it needs to be cool yeah exactly um i i'm so tired of the drab gray shit and like i know that we comment on this is the whole discourse thingamabob and i think it was better in quantumania as well like i think that it is slightly improving i don't think it was as good as it was in guardians i think guardians is the best that's done it in a long while um but yeah there's just a lot of technically good things about this movie which is something that i feel like we really haven't been able to say about 
a yes, lot of these movies. I, I think I think the CGI was good the CGI as well. Great. I was like, wow. It uh, looks the only, real. The only the only CGI that I was like, huh, was the dog. Um uh, I was like, yeah. how we've had the dog that dogs was made to make a stuffed animal. Uh, oh no! That the real uh, the, the, dog, the dog, the Cos Cosmo. Yes, the Cosmo. I dog. agree. Like, Why the didn't they just use dog. a real dog? Yeah, and I'm like, that is tech that I feel like we would have improved by now because we used yes. to have a lot of talking dog movies, and it felt very 2005 in terms of that. But that was really. But even then, I'm like, you know what? It's in space. And also, it kind of was like a cool, like you know, you remember Space Buddies. It would kind of yes. remind me of little Space Buddies vibes. That's you know, so funny. With Sputnik on the on the yes. space shuttle. Yeah. Shout I out love to Space Sputnik. Buddies. I love the Buddies movies. Um yes, I think that uh I I was very impressed with 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 all of the technical aspects of this film, which is is so good, in my opinion. Yeah, I think um like you were talking about the colors and like the the sets. I really like how many unique areas there are in the movie. Mm. Um, I love, love, love the the first planet they go to. I, I'm not we're non spoilers, so not really going to give anything away. But it's the one in the trailer <laughs> they're wearing like the spacesuits. Yeah, which that is are so all colorful, funny. Wait. Which looks great. So good. Um, I definitely laughed when they first jumped out into space in the spacesuits, and I was like. I wonder how mad Chris Pratt was that they're like wearing the colors of the rainbow. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, tough, tough, tough one um, for for the conservatives. Um, yeah, so I really like that planet, especially like some of the practical costumes that yeah. like the soldiers were wearing. I, I think that's going to be what something you remember with uh, Doctor Strange two when people were talking about how cheesy it was that there was like a, a crossfade. Or something. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. I feel like that's going to be something maybe people are mad about. They're like, oh, these suits look like styrofoam. Like, they don't even look real. I, I thought it was great. I love, like, the tactileness, the tactile nature of that whole place. I thought it looked really I think good. it was good, too, because it felt, um, it felt like space. I, I think, yeah. like... It felt all felt very sci-fi, which I think is good yeah. because um, I think one thing that lacked in Quantum Mania was kind of making the quantum realm more interesting. Mm -hmm. And I think that when you get outside of New York and you get outside of wherever all these other movies are set, you have so much room to do so much else. And I think that this really accomplished that and and I, I think that sets it apart as well because it it did feel very unique uh from other content yeah i was worried going in because i i a lot of the scenes that i like the stills that i had seen i think because a lot of people were posting that um the the f word remember at marvel's first f word um a lot of people were posting that clip and so <laughs> i didn't watch it but like i saw like the screen like the what it looked like Oh, and sure. that is when they're on the counter earth planet and that is yes. colored very dully but it's on purpose and so like in the it's context of the movie it made sense but i was so worried going in i was like damn is this gonna just be like i thought it was also maybe on the real earth but it's not it's like not to spoil i'm not gonna spoil but like the the people in the counter earth was a, was very funny 
A very funny idea. I was low-key so worried when they got there because I was like, I didn't, I wasn't looking at my watch, so I didn't know how much time was left. And I was like, oh my God, don't tell me that we're going to have some kind of climax on this stupid planet that looks like fucking Earth. I was like, if you take us to fucking New York City in this alternate planet again, I'm going to be so pissed because I was like, I'm, I just, I want space. Like if you're in space, but I think they accomplished what they needed to on that world. And, and I think, like you said, the, the costuming and and hair and makeup, I, I think that they did a great job. And it looked good. It did look good. I think most of it was practical, right? Like it looked practical. I think practical. so. It looked practical. Um, I think it looked good in a campy way, yes, which is exactly. exactly what I want from a sci-fi movie. Like I don't need some kind of like accurate CGI alien creature. Like I want something like Star Wars-esque, I guess. Uh, like, yeah. uh-huh, you know what uh-huh. I mean? Like something silly and fun. Like, I, cause that's how I imagine sci-fi worlds. So I think- I think they really like pop off for real. Yeah. Um. With with production that, design, hair and visual effects, hair and makeup, like killed it. Great yeah, job. Yeah. All of it. All of that stuff is, is just off the charts for this movie. Which yeah. uh, you know, I'm glad because I feel like everything else. I mean, obviously, a lot of stuff was probably still shot in front of green screen because that's it's space. Yeah. You know, but I space. I think that it's the it definitely feels better. It feels so much more refreshing, which I think is going to be annoying when we go back to other MCU content. It's tough. It's like shit. And so it's going to be like, oh, God damn it. Not this again. Not this again. Um, One other little non-spoiler thing we can talk is about, I think, some of the performances. Sure. There's a lot of people in the movie. A large ensemble. I regret to say. Chris Pratt did give a good He's performance. so good in this role. This is his best role. Like, this is character. Is his I best character. genuinely think Star-Lord is his best role. I like, I, I, yeah, I mean, here's the thing with Chris Pratt. He's great in this movie. He's here's, really good. Here's the thing. Um, I think he's said a lot of things that are not good, and I think he needs to be better about being like, I'm not homophobic. Instead of people being like, oh, Chris Pratt's so nice, blah, 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 blah. Like, he still has not said that he openly supports gay people. So I'm like, come on. But I do think that, like, he's good in roles like this. Like This in Parks and Rec kills it. He's a great like, in these Because everyone's, everyone always is like, oh, he's a horrible actor. And I think he is cast in a lot of things that maybe aren't right for him. Well, and also the Jurassic World scripts suck. So I don't think you can ever judge him on those movies because those are some of the yeah. worst scripts ever written. But in my I opinion. think like this really proves that he does have, he has to have chops because yeah. he's so good in these movies that it's kind of like, I feel like you can't really hate on him with this because no, it's it like was a he great is performance. good yeah. at Star-Lord. Um, and I think he sold this movie for sure. Yeah. Well, and not just him, but I think everyone in the ensemble does a really, Amazing. really good job. Like, I love Dave Bautista. I think he, oh, I really, I loved I'm him in knock, knock at the Cabin. And Glass Onion. Like, where is the Dave Bautista rom-com? That is what I want. If I think it, a studio should make a D- Dave Bautista rom-com, because I love this guy. Uh, I think he's very lovable. He He's so good at playing characters. Like, he's such a good character actor. Yes. Yeah, standout performance in this from him. 
Um, I I also think whoever it is that plays um, Nebula, I think yeah. that oh, Karen her perform- Gillian, I thought something. She's also yeah, yeah. I thought her yeah, yeah. performance was was also a standout performance. Um, mm-hmm. And I think even the like very smaller uh, characters, like the characters that are on the the planet uh, nowhere, like their planet yeah. where they live. I thought that even the little bit of screen time they had were good. I thought the characters, like you said, in that that planet, the 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 first planet they visited. I thought that those side characters were also really good, and they were only yeah. like in that brief thing. And I was like, "What? How?" Like the guy, like the leader of that little group. Yeah, he was so funny. Yeah, he was great. And I was. I, I just. I. It's so good, and I. I think a lot of that is is James Gunn's writing. Uh, as well, mm-hmm. because I think he really knows how to write characters like that. But I think that's something that we really are lacking in in other movies like this. Is I think those supporting characters just yeah. aren't standouts. And I think in this, like everyone sells their performance. I mean, I think of when they when they go to the non Earth, and there's these random people whose names we don't even know that like are helping them. Like they even gave great performances, yeah. and it's like, how did every single person in this movie act their butts off, even in the smallest roles? Remember in uh, Quantumania when they had like Michelle Pfeiffer and the other old guy, and it was like they were giving like <laughs> some of the worst performances I've ever seen. Yes, it's always so much focus on that main character, and I don't think any of the other characters get a lot of focus or direction towards them like i don't think the director really i mean i'm not on set but it just feels like the audience is always supposed to be focused on like paul rudd or um whoever the main character of the movie is and but in these movies i think because it's an ensemble it just makes it easier to give time for everyone i think every side character in the other movies feel like a copy and paste of each other Mm. And I feel like these side characters actually felt like they had individual personalities. Like, it feels like James Gunn actually cared enough to write a character and give them a personality as opposed to being like, oh, yeah, here's this other character. Okay, they're a mom. Great. Copy paste. Well, and also maybe like give the actor space to make that person out like to give their character a personality. Yeah, that's a great Um, point. Like Michelle Pfeiffer is a good actress, so I don't think it's like she couldn't do a good job with the role but it just feels like the movie's never really concerned with giving you with who she is yeah yeah it's that's not what the movies ever care about but i agree yeah it's like every scene was just so fun if like because there was always like a different character um i don't i think we should move into spoiler uh, territory soon some spoilers um we can yeah we could use this as a transition so if you uh haven't seen the movie can maybe pause it here and then come back when you've seen it. One of the one like the biggest thing with the movie, obviously, like you said, is Rocket and like his story. Like that's what the movie is kind of uh, structured up upon. There's a lot of vignettes that kind of tell his story as the movie goes. Mm-hmm. What did you think, even more than just like what his story was about the storytelling choice of how they kind of told it, where they broke it up? over a few different segments and kind of sparsed it throughout the at least the first two acts. Um I think it was good 
and here's why. I am usually not as big of a fan of flashbacks because I think that there can be other ways to tell a story. I think it worked here because the rest of the movie felt like a quest movie, which we know I'm not a fan of quests. Mm, interesting. And I think it really helped break up what could have been a very monotonous plot line. Because I think it was kind of like they needed to retrieve the data, which is fine because they're doing it for rockets. So there's the conflict. But I think if it had only been that, it would get very boring very quickly where it's like, oh, we're going here and then we're shut down and then we're going here. And I think uh, obviously it's not as questy as other movies. Um I mean, it would have been more annoying, too, when, like, the data isn't what they wanted, either. Like, there's a couple of those, like, yes. oh, man, this isn't what we want came for. And you're right. Yeah, that's a great point. I think it also really helped build the emotion, because obviously we have an attachment to Rocket, but we don't have that backstory. And so we like Rocket, because he's a funny, funny raccoon. Um, like, that's yeah. pretty much what he's been at this point. Um, I think we got to see a little more emotion out of him when he did the, he was in one of the Groot shorts on Disney. I don't know if you ever watched those. Oh, I, I never watched those. I should go back and watch them. There was a cute one with him and Baby Groot. And I, I think that it, it helped because at first, you know, it's like, oh, okay, like Rocket is injured and like, I don't want Rocket to die. But I also don't have the same emotional attachment to Rocket as I do like Tony Stark when Iron Man mm -hmm, dies. Mm -hmm. And I think the way that they built the story around Rocket as the like desperation is growing closer to him like about to die, I think it really helped the story overall. Because mm -hmm. it was able to sort of and it wasn't giving you all the emotion at once. Like I just think it would it would have been a lot worse if they had like started it with all of Rocket's backstory and then like yeah. you know what I mean like if it well, if no, it that's wasn't a great broken point. up like that because I think they obviously needed to show that because like you said it wouldn't have really but you wouldn't have been invested in the story but I think yeah that's a great point that it also kind of made it it gave you something else to latch onto it felt very um like like the way they do TV shows a lot where yeah. it's like there's like these two plots um i did just talk about yellow jackets um but in yellow jackets there are two plot there's two timelines like there's the time where they are on the island like crash and then there's the present day time when they're in sure. the present day and so there's a lot of kind of and so it reminded me a lot of that and i just thought it was an interesting like i what i don't see you don't see that a lot in movies but also especially like marvel movies which are pretty like point a to point b yeah. And maybe like a critical flashback in like the, uh, like the villains like reminiscing or something, but like never sparse throughout as much as this was. So I thought that was really an interesting storytelling device. I think that there were some times where it was like pacing wise, I wasn't sure how it worked. Um, I, I definitely want to see it again for that reason. Um, at some point, sure. I'll watch it again. Also, a little bit in the beginning pacing, too. It was like it really jumped into it very quickly and i was like all right i guess we're going now um like yeah. i would have liked maybe i just didn't it took me a long time to understand like what the conflict was i guess besides rocket like with the whole like the golden people and then the stretch face guy you know like how they all fit in 
Yeah, I think, too, it's been so long since we've had a Guardians movie Yeah, that I could have maybe used a little more time reestablishing characters. I agree, um, yeah. Like, and sort of their relationships with each other, because, like, Loki, I, like, kind of forget everything that happened with Gamora, and so I kind of was, like... I remember that she died. I don't know, is this the first time that we knew that she was alive again? Like... Did they mention that ever? Uh, yes, it was mentioned in something. Um, okay, because I, I mean, I knew for the movie she was going to be in the movie, so I like. I feel like I remember was mentioned was in something, but I'm not okay. remembering what because there's so much content. Um, so I, w- I agree. I would have liked maybe like a montage of like them rebuilding nowhere a bit. Sure, you know, yeah, just to like, kind of like a little more background. settle ourselves in the environment i really did like the the picking the acoustic version of creep for the opening song yeah so great good. choice especially because like the first two movies the fr- the needle drops are so big and bold like the come and get your love and then mr blue sky i think was the one for the second one it sets the tone really well where you're like man this is gonna be a little bit more a little bit more serious guys creep yeah, by Ra- I agree. Well, they played that minor four chord i was like oh it's creep Nice. All right. I know that. Um, yeah. It's cool that they did. I mean, they had to do the acoustic because that one doesn't swear. So that's why they also had to do the acoustic. But I think it was a good, yeah. like, solemn <laughs> choice. Um, and Rocket definitely would be a Radiohead fan. That was a very apt decision. Oh, totally. Decision. I'm here for yeah. Rocket being a Radiohead fan. One thing that was, I just like, I was thinking of when I was watching it. I don't know if this is true or not, but it felt much more gruesome than some other movies yeah i think the second guardians is pretty it felt closer to that one but even more than that like i was like very surprised by like some of the kills and like how dark some of it was like i i can i i I was watching and i was like oh my god i'm just imagining like parents being upset about this and i think it's kind of the first time that I've been excited about something like that because I was like, wait, maybe we can actually move into something a little cooler with the MCU. Because I think a lot of it is very toned down, but it is like dealing with a lot of themes. And I think they maybe kind of tried to touch on that with Falcon and Winter Soldier, where it was like, you know, this stuff is happening. and Very and, clunkily. Yeah, where it's like after the blip and it's like, that's such a serious topic. And then it's like, oh, we're not actually approaching it the way we should. And then, you know, maybe a little bit in Sp- Spider-Man. Like, I feel like we've kind of skirted the surface of some deeper themes. Mm. But I feel like this is the first time that it kind of really actually tackled a darker theme in a more profound way um that wasn't just like some kind of them being like oh we'll water it down a bit like i think obviously it's still not like it's not hardcore but it felt more authentic approaching the topic than any other um like specifically with all the stuff with the the bad guy whose name I don't even know. Yeah, stretch face guy. Yeah. Stretch face. Um yeah. take like starting the, this new world and like basically destroying the other world and everything with him like torturing these animals and people mm. and all that and stuff. I think that that's some pretty heavy stuff there. And I I feel like they approached it in a in a very thoughtful and concise way 
for the appropriate audience. Like I was very impressed with their ability to a very different handling of the the kids in cages theme when you compare this movie and Love and Thunder. Yeah, to Love and just, Thunder. Just that- just saying. Yes, because I had a ma- that was one of my major issues with Love and Thunder is I was just so off put by that. And I feel like in this, it didn't feel that way at all. Um, for some reason, like I Drax just think was there. he was he was the he was Drax, he was there. It's all about Drax. But I do think that like I felt like everything that was more serious was approached with a mindful sensitivity. Um, and I, I feel like yeah. a lot of the serious topics and other, I, I think, I think Wakanda forever did well with it too, as well, uh, as well. I always kind of forget about that movie, but I do think it's they a, touched on a, that well. It does kind of blend in like with all the other stuff, but there is stuff in there. Yeah. That was like, but I was just impressed. Um, I think even with, with the grief, with star Lord working through with Gamora was interesting. Yeah. The way they ended that I thought was a really like mature seems like a weird word, but I think for like the kind of movie it is, if you look like, maybe realistic way of ending that storyline, you know, even more than them not getting back together, but her not even like staying on the planet. I think that would be a very easy like thing to do like, oh, and now she's back to her old self. Um, But you get to see like her back with her with the scavengers and like that's her family now. And I thought yeah, that was like such I- a. I Such really a, liked that. Yeah, very cool. A very like, wow, we're actually thinking and about very, like, stories. Yeah, very and non-typical. Um, because I feel like in a typical they would have gotten together. I don't know. Yes. No, yeah. And even more like I said, even more than getting together, I think in a typical blockbuster, she would have at least stayed with the Guardians on the planet. Uh-huh. Um, but no. And I think that like the whole ending I think was was really, really good. Um, mm-hmm. I will, I will say I'm, I was wary of the choice to use like a more modern song when the song started, I was like, is this going to work? And then the chorus kicked it in did. and it, it worked. And I was like, it wow, it was a I don't great, even like that. I don't ending. even like that song. I'm sorry. It's actually not a song I like, but in this scene, I was like, wow, this is the, this is the best song I might've ever heard. I think from where like they had like that meeting uh-huh. and they were like, we need to leave until the end. It was like full tears just like the whole time i was like wow this is amazing a lot um yeah i when they killed rockets like friends like i still have not even processed that i like blocked it out and also like his reaction i thought was so like i don't know like that shocked me for real like i knew that it was gonna happen um i was like obviously they're gonna have to die but I was like, I mean, they like showed it all. They shot him. They were gone. That scene, I was like, what movie are we <laughs> are we in? Like, they're dead on the ground and Rocket's like tearing this tearing guy this apart. Guy's face off. And like, I thought it was very brutal. But I also was like, wow, this, wow. Like, emotions hitting high. It accomplished it. It is a PG-13 movie. I think people kind of forget like... Like you said, they they've been dumbing them down, not dumbing them down, but toning them down for a while. Yeah, it's been very washed, washed. And over. so I think, like you said, they really gave James Gunn, I think, a lot of freedom to tell the story he wanted to tell. And you can it paid and definitely off definitely benefited opinion. from it. It benefited from it big time. Um, yeah, I cried a lot. Um, you know what? Like the, I didn't this wasn't the one I cried most at, but like it started again. One of the best mid credit scenes when they ended it. 
with Come and Get Your Love, I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is the end of an era. The ending was so good. It was like such yeah. a great ending. I can't even, I, I don't have any other words for it. I was just made me very happy. Um, yeah, I think it was just great overall. Yeah, every character, um, I think they did a great, like every character got their own, like a send off. Every character got the ending they deserved for real. Yes. And And one thing, other thing I wanted to say is I do feel like they kind of had like obviously a big climax ending where they're trying to get all the kids and then the the animals across and all yeah, that. And that with was Star Lord. style at the end. Yes, there. yeah. But I think one thing that really stood out to me is that it really didn't feel like there was a big boss in this movie. Yes, which it wasn't rocks. video. It wasn't a video game, guys. Like crazy. The way that they killed that guy so fast for real. Yeah. Um, amazing, because I just think that that benefits the movie so much because everything else has been like, they have mm. to battle, you know, the big fucking dragon or like some other thing. I don't know. So that's what they always do. They battle the big boss and then they go. And that's why the Guardians of the Galaxy are the best is because They're the, the real ending was they went back and they put on a Beastie Boys song, and then they saved all the kids, and it was great. Yeah, I just, I really think that it, that that overall benefited the movie, because I think this could have been something where there's some sort of big space boss they have to kill, and I think that by grounding it a lot more, um, it made the ending all the more better for it. Yeah. Maybe I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm making this into more of a thing than it is it could it's very late it's 10 o'clock um but i feel like having like the big boss or like that kind of idea of an ending feels like a very very conservative centrist viewpoint and it feels like it's like i it just feels like too clean when they're like oh just fight this guy and it'll be all good and you can go and no worries it's good like you did it sure but i just feel like they technically beat him and it's like all right they won't make any more colonies we're set but no you know they 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 went the extra mile and they saved those kids i just love like that was when i was like man these are actually like superheroes that i want to root for usually it's just like well obviously i'm rooting for them because mm -hmm. Kang is like uh, the conqueror. He wants to destroy the world. Like you're obviously going to root for whoever's not that guy. That's why I like Spider-Man a lot because it's like you can you can always tell that they really are like doing it because they feel like it's the right thing to do, and not yeah. because like well we have we can shoot lasers out of our eyes, and so we're obviously the only people that can beat this guy. Like who the heck else is going to beat this guy? Yeah. Um. But th they they went back and. I just loved it. I thought it was a great ending. And the hallway scene, I don't even know how they filmed that, but it was great. It was so good. The hallway scene rocked. I, I know, like, I kind of understand how CGI works, but I also don't understand how it works in a scene like that. Like, yeah. how do you choreograph that with, like, Chris Pratt is real, and, like, those people are in makeup, so some of them are real, but then, like, Rocket Raccoon is not real. And like a lot of those creatures aren't real. Like, how do you do that? How do you, I, don't know. I just, I was like, wow, this is, this is how you use the technology. This is how you use CGI for real. Yeah. This Not is like, like whatever's in Love and Thunder with the like face. Like this <laughs> leaves Love and Thunder in the absolute <laughs> dust. Like, Remember Love and Thunder with the goats? Ah! <laughs> 
I thought Love and Thunder was bad, but like a movie like this, this makes it look so bad. I'm like, I need to lower my Love and Thunder rating. And I think I rated Same. it like one and a half or something. Like I rated it pretty low. It it's aged very poorly. Um, just with perspective. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is either a four or a four and a half. It's definitely, I would say, in my top five, if not my top three Marvel movies. We've talked about this. It's really hard at this point to like rank them all yeah you haven't seen some of these in five six yeah. years and, and they're so different like how do you judge this movie against a movie like civil war which i think is not a bad movie in relation to like the overall mcu but is it a good movie on its own terms like it's just it's a very odd thing to to consider and that's why i think like i said these ones are the ones that will really stand the test of time because they're just good movies on their own yeah um, i agree like this movie is just a good movie that's it and i know there's like the star lord will return at the end which you know it's fine if they want to use the character again but i like that it just had like this this nice wrap up and it feels yeah. like you know i technically don't have to watch any movies after this from marvel and i'll be fine like <laughs> i will watch them because i'm i'm the worst but i feel like i've gotten what i've wanted from these movies at this point. I will say, I will say the one thing to me that felt forced in this movie was the Star-Lord grandfather line. And I think that that was one that was like in the a line? studio. What what line? That storyline where it's like oh, him with yeah, his yeah, grandfather. Yeah. I that felt a little forced to me. Yeah, I mean, I think I knew that he was going to have to go back to Earth. To Earth. But the grandfather thing, I think, was like, I forgot he had a grandfather, not gonna I lie. I felt like it felt a little bit out of pocket because it kind of was like, she was like, what about your family on Earth? Why didn't you, haven't you seen your grandfather? I was like, wait a second. Wait, <laughs> like, he has a grandfather? Like, <laughs> I, I just felt like, like that was, and I think, I think it turned out fine. I think it worked in the end. But I did think that was like the one thing that to me felt slightly off about it. And mm, I think mm. that was probably the only thing that was like a studio ultimatum that was like, we have to get Star-Lord back to Earth so he can return like yeah. for the rest of the MCU. I'm glad it well, at least was his grandfather and it wasn't like he returned and went, I don't, I guess S.H.I.E.L.D. isn't a thing anymore, but went to like whatever S.H.I.E.L.D. is or whatever, like just went to like join the other heroes you know i think yeah. that would have been the that worst would have been like, worse imagine he the movie ends and they're all like dancing on the planet and like laughing and star lord's ending is he returns to earth to fight with spider-man and the like or like oh my gosh if the captain america was in this movie <laughs> like at the end and like he like flies down he's like welcome home star lord Oh my I god! Would've, I would have shot myself on the spot. Um, yeah, I think that that um, like you're, I don't you're know. right. I it mean, definitely it definitely was a I think a studio note that he needed to end the movie on Earth. But if they were going to end him on Earth anyway, I'm glad it was this way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I have well, much to say about this movie other than that. I would say just see it. It's a great movie. Yeah, I, I thought it was really fun. Yeah, so with that, our question of the week, I think, is going to be, what song do you wish was in a Guardians of the Galaxy movie? We didn't talk a lot about the music in this one. Um, we talked about like the opening and the closing song, but there's some great songs in this and obviously in the other two movies. Um, and also, I think, like underrated in terms of or people don't talk about in terms of how much like 
the uh, impact that James Gunn has putting these songs on uh-huh. like these soundtracks. Like by putting these songs on these soundtracks, he's basically like introducing kids to like a bunch of new music basically because uh-huh. there's going to be kids who have never heard Creep by Radiohead and now they will and now they you know, will they'll, be, in, they'll be insufferable for a few years but eventually it will be good um so I, well, I don't know what song I would want I there's so many I, like I cool think like ones. an Elton John song would be good Rocket Man would have been cool rock like the chorus of Rocket Man Rocket would Man be might cool. be too on the nose it would be um, on the nose I think uh, Yellow Brick Road would be good. They could use the Yellow Brick Road like that chorus in a trailer, I think, would be yeah, really good. I think that would be good. I'm trying to think. Maybe some like David Bowie. Remember when uh, they ended Jojo Rabbit with Heroes? <laughs> that was good. <laughs> I, I, it was a good deal. It was drop. very wild for sure. Like it made no sense. The quote was a bit weird. Good I mean, no drop. sense, but it kind of popped off. Um, it was, I mean, it's just a great song. Anytime I hear that song. It's just a great song for real. Um, shout out David Bowie. Maybe like a Clash song. I love the Clash. Like oh, a good Clash that would song. be good. What's the like, police on my back. Da, 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 da. That would be good. I don't know. Clash just have a great a bunch of great songs. Yeah, well, let us know then. What, what song would you want on a Guardians of the Galaxy movie? I guess now new songs are like on the table, but I feel like it's got to be like something a little older, you know? Um, yeah, would be, would a classic. Fit the mood. Yeah, a classic. All right. Well, you can answer that question on Spotify, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. Email us wherever you want. It is in the show notes and we will read that question on our next episode which is a very special episode a very recorded (laughs) under the moonlight in Uh, under a full moon this will be our very first episode of the summer of twilight yes we will be talking about twilight yes the first the first one yes 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 i am gonna crunch the book in in the next you do that i that is great i definitely am not gonna i tried reading it it was tough uh i put it down and i haven't picked it back up since maybe i'll read some of it i'm definitely not gonna get through all of it but i'm excited to watch the movie it's been obviously something that i've heard people talk about forever some people obviously saying it's the worst thing they've ever seen some people saying it's a camp masterpiece will be the judge of that next we shall we will give our final verdict this is the first summer thing that like it's movies that we haven't seen before which will be fun because we saw like star wars was rewatch wes anderson was rewatch we have not seen any of these movies yeah so surprise surprise well you have to listen check in next week on wednesday at 10 a.m to see what we think um i don't really have anything and Except for that, though, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything? I, I do not have anything. Okay. Well, thank you all for listening. And until next time, I am a good dog. <laughs> and I am the kid that got hit in the face with the dodgeball by Drax <laughs> on New Earth. <laughs> <laughs> and and we're, we're your, your second, second hand hand film, film critic. critic.